Welcome back to the Eat Speed Podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex for the 100th time. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. We've been doing this podcast for six years now. That's six years of burgers, barbecue, enchiladas, pizza, and six more inches on my waistline, guys. I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> lots of burgers for me. Um, what, four burger battles from DFW.com? Uh, four burger battles. Or was it five? I lost count. And the episode one was November 19th, 2012, and it was on Thanksgiving turkey, pizza, and tacos, and it was about the new challenger that was coming to the market and whether Torchies would displace Fuzzies as the popular taco house in town. Well, that was uh, before my time. I didn't get on until about episode 42. We're at Oni Ramen today in Crockett Row. We have some special guests to se- help celebrate our 100th anniversary. So, but first we want to go around and talk about some of the, quickly we're going to talk about some of the he- news headlines of the week in dining. And uh, I'll just start off because everybody needs to know that it's restaurant week coming up August 10th through 17th is restaurant week and the reservations have opened for it. So this is when everybody scrambles to the phone to book your re- reservations. It's a $39 or $49 special dinner and uh, and, uh, of of that money, either eight or ten dollars goes to the Lena Pope charity. So uh, it's the beginning of, uh, there's probably a hundred restaurants in the area, uh, 30 in Fort Worth and Arlington and the mid-cities that are on the list. So that's at dfwrestaurantweek.com and the Star-Telegram is a sponsor of Restaurant Week. I've got some of the menus summed up in in, uh, in Eats Beat this week at dfw.com. Robert, what do you have? Uh, well, um, in Roanoke, which is a busy, busy dining scene, uh, Chop Shop Live just opened. Uh, country singer, Texas country singer Randy Rogers is a partner in this place. It's basically inside. It's a sports bar with a NASCAR theme, although there are also some Cowboys jerseys there, and they do say the Cowboys take precedence, precedence when the uh, Cowboys are playing. Um, outside, it's a concert venue. It's not as big as, say, Gas Monkey uh, Garage in Dallas, Gas Monkey Live in Dallas. Um, but they're hoping to get some name acts in there. Right now, it's a lot of cover bands and tribute acts, but they're kind of getting the momentum rolling on it. And a uh, really cool place. Went out there. Um, worth checking out. Now, what, um, what kind of food do they have? It's sports bar food. It's, um, you know, burgers, um, sandwiches, things like that. It's, it's, um, you're not going to go there for gourmet food. You're going to go there for the atmosphere. Steve, if you'll talk about we had a big change at barbecue on the Brazos. Can you talk about that? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. well, I mean, he, he, you know, he, he uh, couldn't uh, get his lease negotiated. so uh, they, they couldn't agree on right. where he would stay. So John Sanford at Barbecue on the Brazos is going to build a new location in Crescent. So he, he said this week he will build from the ground up in Crescent. And until then, he's operating. He's living out of a trailer. Yeah. He's going to be trucking his pit around and doing remote locations for Barbecue on the Brazos, which has become one of the more popular and, and highest-ranked barbecue restaurant in the area. Disappointing those of us who would like him to move closer than Crescent. He's yeah. been running that uh, trailer now for about a year, but uh, that, that was kind of a big move for him so he could actually get into Fort Worth and other places and sell a little barbecue. Right, so he, he can roam around and then come back to his Crescent home. He said he's not going to, he's going to dance with who brung him. He's going to stay with the people in Crescent. Uh, Robert, we have a couple openings in Arlington. We need to mention Tipsy Oak should be opening any day. It's a great, uh, you know, craft pub and and, uh, and food. It's got the, you know, like, it's got a very similar menu to Pouring Glory because the, the Kevin on Aaron Schreit there uh, who came from Humperdinck's kind of pioneered it. 
It's got the, these burgers with chicken fried bacon and and um, and Korean barbecue sauce and and, and uh, then it's got salad soups. It's got a giant menu and it's kind of in this great old home uh, with oak trees shading the patio in downtown Grapevine and downtown Arlington. And I, I like hearing that it's got a menu model uh, similar to Pouring Glory, which I think is really one of the most under more underrated restaurants in Dallas Fort Worth. It's a craft beer bar, but a really good food menu, uh, really good burgers, tacos. Ooh. Um, kind of hidden a little bit on the near south side, um, but it's in the part of South Main Village where it's really going to start growing. And then did you have another item? Because I want to talk about a couple of quick... Well, we, we just had some news about things uh, coming into uh, Montgomery Plaza. There is a, uh, a restaurant called Barrel and Bones Craft Bar and Smokehouse. It's a barbecue restaurant with sort of an eclectic barbecue menu. It has Texas influences. It has... Kansas City influences. It has um, Most, mostly it has whiskey influences. Okay. From what and I and the tell. whiskey menu though is really incredible. There's like a hundred, more than a hundred whiskeys on the menu. You got Scotch, you got Irish whiskey, but you've also got like four whiskeys from Utah. There's places that you would not expect to have whiskey on this menu, and they're going to be sharing space in an unusual arrangement. They both they own both these restaurants, and the other one is Bourbon Street Cafe. We don't have a menu or anything to go for on Bourbon Street, but. You can kind of guess from the name of it what kind of food is going. They're to be. both going to split that old steakhouse yeah. space. Well, I want to just a couple of things. Uh, in rumbling around South Arlington trying to find zero degrees, I ran across the Roma Trattoria, which is a brand new Italian restaurant that's open that's just doing excellent work. I don't even know anything about the owners, but it's it's uh, you know the, it's got five star social media ratings. Everybody in in South Arlington seems to love it. It's next to Istanbul Grill. It's kind of a sleeper down there, like Istanbul. Uh, the new Saviano's is finally reopening. Not, not it's the old Saviano's. It's been completely remodeled, redone. It's reopening in Euless. And local foods kitchen. If you're a fan of pop-up dinners, uh, you know, like some of the ones that are done, the Hot Box Biscuit Club or those. Local foods kitchen is now doing family-style dinners Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for uh, $34. Uh, like this week's menu is chicken fried steak. Thursday, tri-tip on Friday, pork chop on Saturday, big plate of food for the table. All the, the descriptions, all, all the reviews of the first couple of weeks of this say that it's fantastic. That's fun to come out, have a family-style meal, BYOB, everything's like, you know, top quality, and that it's a really nice at Local Foods Kitchen uh, over in Tanglewood. Um, Steve, we want to get around to our first special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce our, our first guest and, and welcome everybody to Oni Ramen in Crockett Row. Yeah, let's see. We're at Oni Ramen, and Jesus Garcia is here, and he was a guest uh, on our show back in episode 43 in February 2014. So, I remember it well. Yeah, I was much <laughs> younger back then. That was, you know, that was that, Gino Rojas was on that episode right. too. As I recall, it was a heavily edited episode. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a little bleeping going yeah, on. A lot, yeah. a lot of bleeping going Did on. Did we bleep out some of the Spanish ones, or did you sneak those by? <laughs> so. Uh, where you been? Ah, uh, well, uh, went to Seattle for a couple of years, then came back here. I missed the area. I came back, and it was raining just like if it was Seattle, so I felt at home. Uh, but outside of that, I've been putting this concept together, and now it's on the thirty-first of this month will be two years. So wow, two years! Yeah, I didn't realize this. two years of ramen. We, we knew that there was a little bit of demand here. We didn't mm -hmm. know how much, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, you kind of you've made your reputation with the 
the Reaper and, and uh, you know, the other, the other dishes that, that appeal to everybody here. Yeah, absolutely. I like making people cry. I remember back in the days doing sushi, everybody, you always had people that came in and they're like, make it as spicy as you can, you know, make that spicy tuna unbearable. So I took that idea and applied it to, to ramen and it's worked out well so far. And, and you have two locations now, right? Yeah, I have two locations. I have one, one here and one in Deep Ellum, uh, neighborhood out in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Well, what, go ahead, Robert. Uh, there's there's been some changes here too with the, the kiosk ordering and I believe you're doing that in Dallas too. Yeah, so Dallas opened with the kiosk style. So originally when we opened this one, it started out as a cashier that lived for about a week, and I realized you know I, there's a lot going on between running the kitchen and trying to piece together you know the front of the house. So you know we we stuck to the service style for about a year and a half, and then uh, about six months ago we switched over. Uh, just seeing the Dallas location, how it was successful, how it was uh, you know being able to to focus a little bit more on the food aspect of it, you know, while still, you know, although we're not serving guests directly by taking their order, we're still, you know, bringing out water, bringing out dishes, things like that. So just people, little steps. People who don't know their ramen or their noodles, what do you recommend when they come in? Uh, I always recommend the rich tonkotsu or the miso. Uh, rich tonkotsu is kind of a great way. It's just seasoned pork broth. It's a way, great way of like tasting something that's slightly out of the ordinary, but it's still the best way I can describe it. Tonkotsu is kind of like the California roll of, of ramen. It's it's something approachable, something easy. And then miso, of course, being something that most people have had miso. If they've gone to a sushi restaurant, they've had a miso soup at some point or another. If you want something really original, what would you choose? Uh, actually, one of the new items that I have on there is the Tokyo Black. It's a light uh, chicken broth, uh, but then I'm pouring on the, our, one of our spicy peppers, and uh, then I'm doing uh, black garlic on top of that with an ancho glazed pork belly. So it's uh, kind of like a Mexican, French, Japanese kind of twist all coming together. And uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons I fell in love with ramen. It's open to anything. I'm thinking I'm working on a menudo ramen right now, working that. <laughs> beef tripe into that uh -huh. the ramen itself so, that, you know that bright red broth uh, yeah bright red broth uh -huh. you know with some anchos and guajillo some mm -hmm. cumin pepper or mm -hmm. cumin powder in there and then just bringing in those kind of those latin flavors and that as long as it has noodles and it has broth it, it's ramen so. what about something cold that's you know real hot right now so uh, i am doing a sukemen at the moment which sukemen is uh dipping noodles so it's cold noodles with a warm broth uh mm -hmm. you dip it in there uh that's one of our dishes and then the mazemen which is a brothless ramen uh that we're doing with a warm dressing uh, I still haven't put together a cold dish we did a hiyashi chuka for a little bit I wasn't too happy with it mm -hmm. but uh, you know it's still something that we have a couple you know in Texas until November to <laughs> till we get rid of the hot the hot weather so we'll, we'll put something together by then you know when you and Gino were on the show four years ago you were kind of on the the leading edge of the foodie scene here as it was kind of changing then what's changed since then you know what are people what do people want now are people more uh, uh, you know know more now about their tastes is there more of a global influence talk about what's changed since you started uh, a lot a lot of different ethnic foods have come in for me one of my favorites has been Thai food in general Thai food has made a great surge into the area you know we lost a couple and gained some you know we're having a new pak pao coming into this area so there's a lot of uh, the thai food coming in it's, it's great of course ramen we're not the only ones i think ninja ramen opened out in south uh, arlington and 
we just have, and then Wabi House is about to open out on uh, the Magnolia area. So that's great that we're having the ethnic food kind of coming in because that to me is what I want to get to the point where it's not you're choosing Asian food from ramen, Korean, Vietnamese, you're choosing one of 10 ramen restaurants and one of 10 pho restaurants instead. Yeah, I, I live in uh, far north Fort Worth and you, you think of that as like chain restaurant hell, but um, within the past couple of years, there's been ramen restaurants, pho restaurants, uh, kind of a mini explosion of Indian restaurants. I can think of about four or five that have opened uh, north of 820 in the past few years, past yeah. couple of years. No, and that's uh, I mean that's something I, I I enjoy that, and then still the the chefs that have that were already doing it, Felipe Armenta and those guys, they're still bringing in uh, new cuisines to what they're doing in their restaurants currently. Uh, the I know Righteous Food down the street that was a complete I think four years ago when we did this it was still uh, Lani Salta Cocina Mexicana, so it's like obviously there's been a, a change to like a healthy aspect as well where you know healthy doesn't necessarily have to be you know unflavored or you know bland or anything like that. Boy, you mentioned the healthy food, and that was such a change because Lani's was an exclusive fine dining, and then he went to Righteous Foods, and almost nobody was there for the first few months. It was like people didn't understand what he was trying to do and now there's lines every weekend for brunch and he's had to open on Sunday and I mean he's got longer lines than the plate lunch cafes for the the breakfast burritos or for the, the lunchtime tacos and the, the only time that uh, the, the only time that's a little slow that I think people are kind of missing out he's got some really nice dinners and on a cooler night it's a really nice patio so patio dinners up there on uh, Thursday Friday night are great too but that was it was like healthy healthy fresh was still a new idea then and now it's what people look for right exactly and that's what you bring with with uh, with rob you bring fresh flavors yeah i bring uh, something that's you know a, a different take on on what was being done you know here we had pho that was you know beef broth that was flavor you know with the anise and just different spices but we didn't really have something that was Maybe the menudo, maybe the pozole, the places that do that, but not definitely not in the Asian culture. You didn't have a, a dark, thick, you know, soup, and that's you know something we do here. It takes twenty four hours to make the broth, and you know we just stick with it. There's no shortcut to that to that method. And same with health food. There's really no shortcut to making something tasty like that. All right. Well, thanks. This is the one hundredth Eat Speed podcast, episode number one hundred. You know, you can really take some time and listen to all the Eat Speed archives on iTunes. And you, you can just wallow in the last six years of Fort Worth burger battles, pizzas, you know, the, the best jalapeno nachos in town. We argue about ice cream. We argue about, you know, whether the, the pizzas should be, you know, crispy or thin or, or thick. We argue about uh, whether burgers should have mayonnaise or mustard. Uh, you know, we argue all the great battles. What exactly is good and not good at Joe T's? All the great food arguments of Dallas Fort Worth are fought out in the archives of the Eat Speak podcast. So don't miss a show and don't miss reading the uh, restaurant coverage that Robert and Steve and I do at startelegram.com and dfw.com. Yeah, and all this growth we've been having with new restaurants and stuff coming in. I mean, well, I thought you were talking about my waistline, but no. yes, <laughs> the, the, we've had quite a bit of new growth and, and new restaurants, including here in Crockett Row, where we have some new openings. And now uh, we're on, on the scene here on Crockett Row today. And so to talk about the new restaurants coming to Crockett Row and a big event coming to Crockett Row is the marketing director of, of Crockett Row, Monica Bermea. Hello, Monica. Hello. Welcome, gentlemen. Now, tell us what's going to open first. Tell us what's coming up. Well, we have El Bolero. El Bolero. El Bolero, yes. Um, they from are, Dallas? 
from Dallas, yes. Okay. But they are using a local and fresh ingredients, so we will definitely have Rep Fort Worth represented. None of those Dallas ingredients. They're no. using all Fort Worth ingredients? Of course. Okay, good. <laughs> I like to think so anyway. Yeah. And rumor has it the best margarita in town, so we'll have to There's invite you back to, to test right there. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Or, or There's whether, another excuse or whether to come we have back a good to visit one. us. Yeah. yeah, that's another argument is whether we have a good margarita in town. <laughs> but what, um, now, what does El Bolero do that sets them apart? What are they known for? Well, the Mexican cuisine, of course, and then again, just using local and fresh ingredients. Um, they specialize with recipes kind of all over Mexico, just not specific, not region specific. So just a, a plethora of everything. And, and where will they be in Crockett Row? They are um, near the square in Crockett Row, um, kind of over across from Mashed and Fireside Pies. Um, they are slated to open early September. Okay. September 3rd is our goal date. Okay. And then Hesu mentioned the Thai restaurant as well. Yes. So right across from it, we will have Pak Pal. Uh, we are looking at an October opening for them. They, um, It's, of course, based out of Thailand, bang specializing kind of in Bangkok kind of street food. Um, and then we have executive chef Jet Tila that's going to be heading that up. Now, and now after that, you have this big restaurant development that's coming up. Yes. So, Robert, you know a little bit about the... Oh, I know a little bit, but there are some new things on this. Uh, but we didn't know about Knife Burger, John Tizar, mm -hmm. uh, this celebrity chef from Dallas who has Knife in Dallas. Yes. Also has Knife Burger at the uh, Legacy Food Hall in Plano. Yes. He's coming here as well. Um, and Press, Press Waffle Company. Mm -hmm. Nothing like a restaurant where you can just get waffles. I mean, you know, we've got a little bit of everything here. First, if you want something hearty, we've got knife, of course. Um, we have not just Q with some barbecue. If you want breakfast, like you were saying, pressed waffle. And then if you're looking for something a little bit more healthy, a healthier option, we have Roland and Bolin. Um, both both uh, Roland and Bowen and not just Q are, again, Fort Worth locals. We are representing TCU in those two. So. Can we explain I, that I, this I, is a food hall? Yeah, I, it's, it's <laughs> oh. a food hall. Yes. A, and I, I've been to Legacy Hall um, a couple of times mm -hmm. in Plano. If you go on a Saturday, it is wall-to-wall -wall people. Um, basically, I will explain the concept of a food hall. I think you'll do a better yeah, job. Yeah, I, I mean, do. it's basically upscale food hall, like you were saying. Um, we, our particular one is going to have Fort War 14 excuse me, um, different slates. Um, and then we'll have some little opportunities for pop-up as well. And very similar to the one in Legacy, actually we are working with Hospitality Alliance who is, who heads up Legacy. Uh, so, so it's like a so, giant food court Sort of, of but then a little bit more upscale with, with chef specialties behind it. So not your traditional food, fast food, food court. It, it's a really, it's a place you can graze and, you yes. know, um, and we, you go from, it, it's actually for me the Plano one's a little overwhelming because I think it's like 24 stalls there yes. and it's large, three yes. bars something like that. But you you go and you're like, oh, this place has this really good chicken sandwich or this place has this really good sausage. And, you know, this place has good burgers. This place has cookies. 
you're you're not going to go hungry in a food call food hall, but if you had trouble making decisions, you might. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why it's perfect, though, because you can kind of if you're coming with a group like me, I like to go and hang out with my friends so we can go, whether it's work related that we just all we can never. I mean, how long does it take for us to decide on where to get lunch from? So we can all go there, hang out, grab quick lunch. But then we also have the component of bar component that's going with it and live music. So if you just want to come out and hang out, watch some live music or, you know, watch the, the game, then we're, we'll take care of that too. Now, is there, is there one central bar that people get their drinks from or? Uh, both. So we will have a central bar uh, right in that same area. You'll, you'll see, I'd love to give you a tour and invite you back, um, which we'll talk about here in a little bit separately, but um, we, it will definitely have a separate bar and then some of our uh, vendors will also offer did you, did you have an opening day? We, um, we're looking at kind of late September, early October. So not far away. Not too far away. And there's a, I, I'm looking at not just Q from former TCU football star David Hawthorne, Roland and Bolin, which mm -hmm. listens a little more healthy from yes. uh, TCU graduate Sophia Kabrowski and Austin Patrie. Yes. Um, with ICE bowls, pitaya, and uh, fresh, healthy food options. So definitely a local, keeping the local people. Definitely a local flair. And some of these are food trucks that are moving up to, yes. to do a, a, yes. a food hall stand. And the uh, and now everybody wants to know where are people going to park for this. So tell us all about parking. Well, we've got five different parking garages on property, and there's actually one right adjacent to it and one across the street from it. So this is, and we should locate it for people. This is on University and Crockett across from Kona Grill in the block that it'll that be right the, on the corner of norwood and crockett so exactly what where you're saying norwood is a northbound street now one way we have one-way streets to talk about in west seventh so northbound i remember norwood north so yes. it's a northbound street it's a norwood and crockett uh in the uh, block the, uh, heading to university drive so yes, it's sir. the it's the westernmost block uh, in the uh, in the crockett row area yes sir uh, now is there anything else oh i, I know that you have a big event coming up in just a couple of weeks. We mentioned we DFW did. Restaurant Week at the top we of the did. show. And so, uh, you know, I've really been bugging the Restaurant Week people. Every year <laughs> they have this big kickoff event and it's been at Victory Plaza in Dallas. And I really bugged them. I said, now, wait a minute. You know, you do a lot over here for Lena Pope. Restaurant Week is a big part of Fort Worth. When are you going to have your kickoff party in Fort Worth? I see they finally listened to me. Well, guess what? It's here. It's yeah. coming. So we're really excited. We've had really great partners with Entercom. Um, they've been a really wonderful partner. And we just invited them out. We were talking separately on something something else. And we invited them out. And they loved the property and came back to us and said, we want to extend to Fort Worth. And we think you're you're the place to be. So what better what better place than Crockett Row, West 7th Cultural Fort Worth. We're all here. So all on, kick on kickoff night of, of uh, this is the Thursday before restaurant week, August yes. 9th, you have a $15 party. Ticket, yes. Tickets are $15 with, I assume, food samples from Crockett Row Restaurant? Yes, we will have um, some of the Restaurant Week representatives. We will have Crockett Row, and we also will have some of our neighbors in the West 7th area represented. So and we're really excited. So food, drinks, live music on a Thursday night. 
And I'm trying to remember which Crockett Row restaurants are participating in Restaurant Week. Uh, we have uh, um, Bar Louie and Social House. Are both involved? Yes. So they have, they have specials that week? Okay. Yes. So it's part of the new Specialty Bites program. Oh, okay. That so they've launched. They have that. that uh, and this will, and this actually, the kickoff party will emphasize Specialty Bites. And what is Specialty Bites? Um, just smaller bites. And we, so many years, um, DFW Restaurant Week has been associated with high dollar, high cost. So this is a little bit more um, cost effective for other patrons. So it'll be a lower price point. So it's a way to support Lady Pope without spending. Yeah, the, the, some of this will go to charity. Right? Absolutely, mm -hmm. and that's the best part. We're we're supporting Lena Pope and of course the North Texas Food Bank. So all in all, a good day. Any other questions about Crockett Row? Uh, I think you've covered it, especially when I, one of the things I was going to bring up was the traffic changes here where you have more one-way streets. Okay, well, I, I hope people by the time they listen to this podcast will all have learned about this, but if they haven't, Norwood goes northbound, Foch Street goes southbound. This if is you, also how you pronounce Foch. If you drive northbound on Foch, General Ferdinand Foch will not be happy with you if you go the wrong <laughs> way on Foch. It's named for him and he will not be happy. He'll come down. <laughs> He'll come down and stop your car if you go the wrong way. So Foch and Norwood are the big ones that people seem to be learning about. And then the two east-west streets, Martin and Bledsoe, which are like mainly bar, you know, they're mainly bars along those streets. They're both one way, but Crockett Street is still two way. Yes, Crockett so, and Curry will remain two way. Yeah, Crockett, you know, Curry, which will connect to uh, to Ranch Drive, Trail Drive, through all the, the uh, Dickey's Arena complex. Well, it'll be the the expressway to Crockett Row will be Ranch Drive. I really call it the freeway to Fred's, but you don't mind that. <laughs> so it's like the uh, the so the, uh, Trail Drive connects to Curry. That'll be two way, and then Crockett's two way. So those become the two main streets of this area, and then the other side streets are, are two way streets. Did we get? Did we cover that? Right. Yes, sir. Yes. How are how are people doing with the one way streets? So far, so good. I mean, it's definitely an education process for everyone, but so far, so good. And the other big thing, I think, is just the tremendous crowds on weekends and, and the, the, you know, some of the, the, uh, the, you know, there is greater law enforcement presence here now to be sure that, that, that traffic is, is regulated and that streets are clear and that, that things move better. Yes, there's definitely someone here to help. So if you have questions, we have um, everything posted on our Facebook page, though. City of Fort Worth has some information, and of course, the West Seventh Bar Restaurant and Bar Association have information, including maps. I guess when I say that that you've been really crowded, that's a good thing and not a bad thing. I mean, we love crowds. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and thank you for hosting us here. Of course, it's you know, my pleasure for the Eat Speed Podcast. We're looking for a regular home, you know. Maybe well, we could do something. Well, you know, maybe we should talk. <laughs> See, we've got be... plenty to offer. We <laughs> definitely need to have you back for our openings and for El Bolero and Pac Pal and the food hall. So we'd love to have you. All that stuff is going to be great. Guys, you know, we need to, you know, wrap up 100. What do you want to say as we close out one, you know, six years, 100 podcasts? What would you like to say? <clears throat> Looking toward uh, 101. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging on for 101. Thank you to everyone who's been on these podcasts in the past and been a part of this, been a part of starting it and keeping it going. And, uh, Thank you very much to Steve Wilson, who works really hard, although he doesn't say much every week running the board. <laughs> but he takes and more pictures of food than Bud and I combined. <laughs> he takes a lot of great food pictures, and he's really a better producer than some of the people in radio. So yeah, he's doing a great job of producing this. So 
uh, for uh, you know, until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy, Robert Philpott, and C. Wilson. Thank you.